Boons. Megan. Josh. Do you know what really grinds my gears? The fact that you just said grinds my gears? No. The fact that I still don't have a good way to say, hey guys! <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Subject Tonight. You know who it is. It's your boy, Josh. Hi, Megan. My beautiful co-host. And uh, the woman that uh, knows how to say, hey, guys. Boom. That's how you do it. Get out. That's how you do it. Get out. I'm sick of your shit. Okay, bye. No more podcasts. (laughs) Canceling. Wow, I haven't canceled the podcast since Jesse was on. I know, right? Wow. This is your first cancel the podcast. Is Is that a good thing? No. I'm kidding. I don't know. It might be. Hey, guys! <laughs> this is why we canceled the podcast. It's because I'm, of you. I'm done. I'm done. I've done that far too much. It, no, it, I feel I like that needs to funny, be your new thing. But... It's just like randomly. So um, if you guys don't know, I do another podcast with my friend Ashley, and we do a, a podcast called Wine and Dine, which is just an all things bookish yeah. podcast. Well, the joke is that my favorite book is a book called The Yeti and the Mist, which is the worst smut, furry type book book I've ever read. It was like one of those free books that was emailed to me. Oh my god, it was god awful. And it it she has sex with a yeti, that's all I can say. That's like the whole premise of the book is physical intercourse with a with yeti. yeti. Yes. I mean Oh, okay, I guess. But that's become the joke on the podcast is every time we talk about like, okay, well, what books have you been reading? And I was like, well, I've also reread A Yeti in the Mist. <laughs> like, and I'll just throw it in there. Or I'll, uh, she'll be talking about something totally random. I was like, oh my God, you know what that reminds me of? Yeti. A Yeti in the Mist. <laughs> so I feel like that's going to be the new one. And I'll be like, okay, Josh, you have anything else you want to say? Hey, yeah. guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> no, you're, we're, there was a thing. There was a weird news thing that we saw. Uh, about like like sailors dying at sea, and it was like a thing yeah, that we were gonna um, like bring back. And I uh, forgot what that still, was. Oh, fraud! Like still, still on patrol. Yeah, still on patrol. Still on patrol. Still on patrol. Still on patrol. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out because I was I was thinking about like recurring jokes, and I was like that was supposed to be one of them, but we totally forgot that. It was I a know thing. it's we're terrible. We I'm have gonna, to bring it back. Yeah, we're gonna actually have to like make like a, a Twitter group for you guys, and you guys just have to remind us of what jokes you come <laughs> up with. What our recurring jokes are. Well, people actually do that. So there's some bigger podcasts out there. Like one of them that I listen to is My Favorite Murder. And so people will literally make merch for them based on funny things that they've said. Oh, that's cool. So obviously their big tagline is stay sexy, don't get murdered. And so people make that one all the time. But occasionally they'll just say something outlandish like, you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> like, And so people will make merch based on that just because they think it's hilarious. Really so if you guys just want to like make cool shit for us based on Hey Guys or Still on Patrol. <laughs> I feel like we need more, we need more like artsy followers before. We'll get some. I, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I think we're funny. That'll be our next like Twitter shout out. If you're artsy, Please listen to us. <laughs> you'll probably hate everything, but you'll have fun stuff to do. <laughs> Either way, so it's time for weird, weird news. news. Weird news. And I went first last time, so it's your turn. Ooh, okay. I'll put down my drink and I'll actually pay attention to my job here. <laughs> so this happens. Jesus, Megan, drinking on the job. I know. Well, I mean, I'm not drinking, drinking. I could be drinking on the job. That's fair. I'm, I'm teeing on the job would right that, now. Would that make, would that make the podcast more fun if we were, if we were drinking? On it the... was certainly fun when we did the podcast slash. It was supposed to be a let's play 
I really that wish was... we could have like that was some really good Mario Kart action. Why did you guys have... leave the drunkest one in the room in charge of recording the well, video? Because that's though. your job. <laughs> what do you mean? I was playing, so I I wasn't monitoring the thing. Well, I was playing too. We were all playing. Well, you weren't playing at the beginning though. Was I? No, that was that was I me. Was... That was me, Ross, and and Sarah. Oh. In the beginning. Well, you still shouldn't let me charge up. <laughs> Um, that's fair. That's, yeah, if you guys fair. haven't listened to that and you guys just want to hear what it sounds like when we all get drunk and play video games and just imagine us playing Mario Kart, that's on uh, both YouTube and our uh, where yes. you find our podcasts. Yes. So. Okay, so back to weird news. Staying on topic. On August 10th, police in New Jersey were called in to handle an un- unusual situation when more than 75 goats escaped from a livestock auction. Wow. Busting out. Hmm. So the Hackettsville Police Department were called at about 9.30 at night um, when what they thought were a couple dozen animals had escaped. And when they took the total, it was actually 75. Um, A gate that was not secured properly was pushed open by multiple goats and sheep, allowing more than 75 of the animals to escape. That's crazy. Here's the best part. They've only rounded up 50 of them. Oh, wow. There's still about 25. Just roaming around the countryside. roaming around New Jersey. That's funny. Yeah, so um, all the other animals were returned to the auction site and the gate was secured with like extra rope and stuff. But like you have to think, that wasn't an accident. I, I see two things happening. One, either, okay, three things. The one that most likely happened is there was no nefarious, you know, play or whatever going on. It's just the gate wasn't secured properly and they got out. Total accident, okay? Or maybe, like, somebody was supposed to be locking it up and then, like, didn't lock it. Yeah. It should have been... Option number two. Someone from PETA let them out. Or a, a, an animal-type rights group. Because they're going up for auction. Maybe they'll die. I don't know. I don't know what happens at an auction. I don't buy yeah, livestock. Yeah, but, like, I, don't, I don't think that, like, auctioned-off livestock are, like, inhumanely treated. Depends on where they go. That's a good point. That that's a good point. So I, I guess maybe, maybe that makes it a little more viable than true. For number three. Number three is that the animals are one hundred percent completely sentient, and they planned their escape. They saw it wasn't there, and they all rammed it together, and they they were all making their escape together. They were like a little goat sheep army. I don't know if I'd say that they're one hundred percent sentient, but I do believe that animals, in a general sense, are a bit more aware than we as humans think they are and are capable of planning more things than we think they are all i know so for that, sure is that, that that's i mean you've seen chicken run yeah oh yeah it, this is exactly like chicken run yeah that this is chicken run but it's goat and sheep run goat and sheep run also there's 20 goats and sheep right now that are playing the best game of hide and seek ever for real though yeah like <laughs> <laughs> they've literally been missing at this point when we're recording this podcast they've been missing for at least two days um but, you know, I don't know how long it'll take to find them. It could be gone forever. For all we know. Just roaming, like trying to blend in with a bird in a tree or something. Just goat in a tree. I feel like that's not how that works. You've seen Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you use that against me? Is that going to be one of our new inside jokes now? You've seen, you've chicken, seen chicken Run. <laughs> well, Artsy people, get on it! <laughs> What's well, really funny is that my, my weird news is also uh, livestock and animal related. Ooh, I hope more animals escaped. Well, not exactly. So, uh, I'll read you the, the kind of, the, the main, like the, tagline, the tagline yeah. and then like the under tagline, okay. because they're both really funny. 
Uh, remember how I said I had that article about all the puns? Yeah. This is it. So, a uh, Florida woman fleeing by police gets corralled by cows. <laughs> the the tagline for it is, send in the cavalry. Or is that the calvary? <laughs> I hate puns so much. Why am I laughing? Why? But yeah, so uh, this these these people, uh, there's three of them, on Monday night in Sanford, Florida, were uh, escaping the police in a Subaru SUV that was stolen. Uh, the... The officers stopped the vehicle using those stop sticks that you can you can put down. Oh yeah, and it, it caused the the vehicle to crash into a nearby pasture, and so two of the people, well, one of them stayed in the car and just was immediately caught. Two of them got out of the vehicle and started running. One of them was almost immediately caught, but the third one, this lady, see if they give her her name, um, yeah, Jen- Jennifer Ann Kaufman. Who all of these people are like around like late late forties or late late thirties early forties. Okay. Uh, she ran like all the way through the pasture, but this is at night, and these like apparently she runs into a group of cows, and the cows start chasing her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd almost be more afraid of the cows than the police. <laughs> she was. <laughs> and so what's really funny is because of the fact that like these like. 16 to 20 cows were chasing her <laughs> as the like the police in the chopper were like looking for yeah. her. It was incredibly easy to find her in <laughs> just the pasture. Just follow all the because, cows. Like you just follow all the cows. And to be really- honest though, real quick, if I was a police officer, I feel like I'd just stand back and watch that for a minute. You know what I mean? I like- bet you they probably did. <laughs> but uh, here was a here was a here was a, uh, a direct quote from the the officers. Keep going southeast. She's pretty far into the field now. If you see the large group of cows, they're literally following her and chasing her. <laughs> I love having to call in and just to dispatch. Uh, can you describe the assailant? Uh, big, white, has some spots, udders. <laughs> are, are you are you describing a cow? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it's happening. Just being chased by a cow. <laughs> And well, so, yeah. What do I tase the cow? No, just let it happen. She'll come back eventually. Tell her to run towards you. You'll save her from the cows. <laughs> it's the easiest arrest ever. You know how Trump has Space Force? We should get another <laughs> branch force? of the police force that's just cow force. Cow force? Because I'm telling you right now, 16 to 20 cows chasing me would immediately send me into the arms of the nearest police officer. <laughs> Regardless I, of what I've done wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, the world is against me if the animals have turned on me. It's over anyway. I'm just, I'm just going to turn <laughs> The world in. is against me if the animals have turned on me. It's over. It's Artsy over. people, get on it! <laughs> But yeah, and then like the the herd owner like basically like talks about a bunch of stuff about like why the cows probably did that. Yeah. Especially since it's at night and they were probably scared and they didn't know what was going on. And I think she's like invading their pasture and stuff. The the dude said that the cows probably thought that the the woman was trying to like do something like steal their young. Yeah. And so they were just like not necessarily attacking. Fuck off, lady. Trying to make her leave. Yeah. Um, but they the officers allegedly found about one point three grams of cocaine. Uh, two spoons and two clear-colored needles and a pipe burned at both ends in the SUV. <laughs> Maybe that's why the cows were chasing her. They just really wanted coke. Maybe. Cocaine cows. Cocaine cows? Yeah. Uh, can you describe the animal? Uh, white, covered in spots, has some udders, really tweaking out. Oh, you found the coke cows. Yeah, no, it's totally normal for them. Just give them <laughs> some cocaine. They'll be fine. All right. So... Getting into the meat of this episode, 
that has nothing to do with livestock. Not at all. Although that was that was a pretty funny, a pretty funny uh, adventure into. I'm just gonna call it Chicken Run from now. On. Every time we talk about <laughs> animals, animals, it's, it's just you've seen Chicken Run. You've seen Chicken Run. Um, one of the things that we hinted on in the last episode, uh, at least that that I I had mentioned, is that I think there's a lot of things um, kind of wrong with the current gaming industry, and mm-hmm. I think that there are. Uh, a lot of general misconceptions that people tend to have about video games, but I wanted to start that with uh, kind of a rant. Is that okay? Go like, for it. To rant on the, rant on the away. Today? So Megan, you know really grinds my gears. The fact that you're still saying <laughs> grinds my gears. Hey guys. <laughs> no. Um, so like, I'm a gamer, and for all of you people, well, of course you, you know that. If you know me, you, you know that I'm a gamer. Um, a lot of the people who gamed in the past. Like, had this, what I believe to be this really cool thing that you used to be able to do in video games. Where, like, you unlocked all of the cosmetic things for your character as you, like, played and completed challenges in the game. Okay. And so, for example, like, when I'm playing Halo back in the day, right, because that was, like, a big thing that I did with my friends. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of sets of armor in Halo that you could only unlock, especially in Halo 3, after completing some really, really difficult, unnecessary game challenges. Yes. And that was a big deal. Like, getting getting your... Like, you, you spent, like, a night or two, like, getting your friends together, uh-huh. planning shit out, and, like, unlocking those things because it took that much time and effort. Yeah. And so when you saw somebody in the online lobby with those things, like, that, you respected that guy. Yes. Like, you know that you that guy... Because you earned that. Exactly. You know that that guy went through the same shit you did to get that same thing, and you're like, you know what? I respect you, dude. We're you're friends. probably a good player. I'm going to add you. You're awesome. Or, or something like that, right? Even... Even if it didn't go as far as like friending them on Xbox, like it was it was a point of pride yeah. that you could do. But nowadays, with all this fucking loot box technology and shit that people add to their games, like it's just shit that you buy. Yeah. Like there's there's no more investment in what your character looks like because it's all just shit that you purchase now. Yep. There's no there's no things that you unlock anymore. Like that's a, like every, everything that you would normally unlock is like behind paywalls mm-hmm. and. I'm not trying to talk about like loot boxes and whatnot because that's that's a different rant for a, a totally different totally day. different day. But like, I really wish we could go back to the days where it like, wasn't paid companies. To play. Well, not not only just that, but like companies cared more about like giving you things to do other than just like what you're doing right now. Like, yeah. I wish they gave you things to work toward. And I know that there are some games that have like progression systems and whatnot where you can unlock weapons or whatever. But like, I used to think it was a really big deal. In the old school Call of Duty games, after you prestige two or three times, you got the gold weapon skin. Yep. Like, that was a really big deal. You saw that dude with the gold weapon skin, you're like, I'm not fucking with that dude. No. You prestige three times. <laughs> he knows this game inside and out. Like, I'm not fucking with that guy, no. right? I'll exit lobby. I'm exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn off the game. Uninstall. But like, <laughs> re-enter the lobby. <laughs> Fuck, he's still there. Same guy. But like that was the thing. Like, I, I want to go back to that time where companies cared more about like giving players things to be proud about in the game other than just like your KD or like whatever happens in this specific game. Another thing that I wish they cared more about was giving you reasons to care about what's going on. Like a lot of the games back in the day, even like old school Call of Duties, like when you went through their camp, well, their campaigns were a lot more interesting, for example, but a lot of the like multiplayer maps were places from the campaign like, things that you did stuff in, same thing in, like, Halo, for example, going back to multiplayer shooters, because that's what I spent a lot of my time on when I was yeah. younger. Like, it's, 
like all the places that you visit are places that you did stuff in yeah. or at least were interesting like side pieces of like an area that you were in otherwise so like you care about those places you have some kind of like intrinsic connection to them rather than just being like the place with that one box that you like to hide behind because it's a really good place <laughs> to kill people so like i really wish more games focused on world building in their both their narrative and in their multiplayer instead of just being multiplayer whores yeah and i know that this started because like a, a big problem in the game industry nowadays is that they follow these like stupid fucking trends like I'm pretty sure like, even you as like a casual every gamer, game now yeah. is a battle royale. Exactly. So Fuck like off. I'm pretty yeah. sure like I know you haven't played games as much as I have, but I'm pretty no. sure you've noticed these. Well, so, like, and I'm I'm huge in listening to other podcasts like that. So like <laughs> I mean you you have to realize that I've been listening to Hella Average Gaming since like maybe episode two or three. Oh, I didn't know that. So I get gaming news every single week, and so like even though I don't play them, you still I'm know. in the know how. That's actually. I didn't know that, yeah. actually. So that, that's, that's really helpful. So then you can attest to this. Yes. So, like, back in the day, games were all about single-player experiences. That was basically what a video game was. Like, there were a few very specific kind of multiplayer experiences, but for the most part, that was, like, you guys fighting against, like, the game. Rarely ever did you get to go against each other. Yeah. And so, like, a few games did it, Halo 2 notably, that gave you the ability to play online with, like, mm -hmm. a bunch of random people. And then after that, everybody Everyone did it. Everyone did Multiplayer it. was everywhere. Well, because they and realized, holy shit, they're making so much money on this. We also want to make that money. Yeah. And that's, that's, most, that's most of where this comes from. And so then you notice, like, pretty much for several years after that, like, every game had a multiplayer mode for some reason. Like, The Last of Us. Tomb Raider. Those are those are two very notable examples of games that didn't need a multiplayer mode yeah, because like, their core gameplay was about player. going through the story <laughs> and experiencing what that's like. Yeah. But for some reason, there's a multiplayer mode. Unnecessary. For some stupid reason. Laura Croft and Fred, the random guy that shows up to exactly, play the game. Exactly, <laughs> because we want to shoot and kill each other for some reason or another. Like, fine, whatever. Uh, and, and some games do, like their mechanics lend themselves well to being a multiplayer game like Gears of War for example yeah. like Gears was kind of both a, a single player and a multiplayer game kind of in general because the gameplay itself lends itself well to being multiplayer and mm -hmm. it, multiplayer in general like online multiplayer was something that was available kind of from the first game but they expanded upon that in later games and I think that's fair yeah because like the game was made with multiplayer in mind although it had a very interesting narrative in its single player campaign yeah. but like I don't think that Last of Us needs needs a, a multiplayer mode. Like, I, I think that that's fucking dumb. And then... The you know what does need a multiplayer mode, though? What? That Pokemon game that everyone keeps sharing to your wall. The Switch game with Pikachu and... <laughs> what is it? What's up, Pikachu or something? No, it's... It's, it? uh, it's Let's Go Pikachu. Let's, let's Go, go Pikachu. <laughs> multiplayer, Josh. It does. Have you seen the fact that you can ride around on an onyx? Yes. You're literally just riding onyx. I have. I've also seen the fact that you you can literally just join in the game with another player. I know. And that's that's actually really cool. But like, you don't fight against each other. You no. just you just like go through the story with each other. But like a cooperative Pokemon game is something we've been wanting for literally forever. Yeah. So that's that's a different story entirely. That was both legit and also a joke because I know you're really tired of people talking about it to you. Well, like, people stopped because I made, I made a comment about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, 
I the funny thing is, like, I saw that before anyone else said anything about it and was like, oh, okay. And then after that, everybody was like, Josh, have you seen this? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, actually, I have. You were like literally like the fifth person who said, Josh, have you seen this? Oh my god. Yeah, 20 people later, I hate you. Go like, die. No, die right I now. I don't need to see any more of it. And, and I do have to change my earlier statement because originally I said it was going to be like a Pokemon Go add-on. It's actually going to be like a it's full Pokemon game. Yeah. That, that I will give it. And it's only for the Switch? Yes. Okay. And it's got some Pokemon Go mechanics, which I don't really like, but <laughs> it, it is going to be like a full adventure, a, a full adventure, a full, a full adventure through the Kanto region, which is the first region of Pokemon. And it's going to have some, like, interesting additions from, like, the previous games, like riding Pokemon and all the other stuff that makes it, like, basically, like, ease of use. It, it, it's going to be easier to just, like, do what you want to do rather than having to do certain things to progress in the Pokemon story, I guess. Yeah. But all that, all that aside, all that aside, the next biggest trend that you saw in the video games was DLC. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with DLC, my problem with DLC is when you have something that is like DLC at the beginning of the game. Like when the game is released, there's this what, thing you can add on to it. What's the point of a DLC if you're not going to release it later as an add-on? Otherwise, you just release it with the game. If it was already ready, why wouldn't you just put it? That 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 was my concern. Like day one DLC is what people call it. Uh, that was my biggest issue, and uh, one of one of my most notable like issues. Or games that had that that was an issue is a uh, Batman. I think it's Arkham City mm -hmm. uh, because I, I'm a big fan of the Batman Arkham games totally. And after you've completed, or not after, but like as you go through the game, you'll get these like challenge modes, which basically give you like more gameplay shit to do. Whether you're like fighting people or like doing all like the stealth things you do in the Batman game, it gives you like those challenge modes. Except you do those as different characters. Which all have different abilities than just Batman. Yeah. Which was really cool. Like to having having to do things without Batman's toolkit, because as you go through the game, like Batman's toolkit makes it easier to do all those things. Mm -hmm. And obviously you deal with more complex enemies. But what happens when you have to deal with those same complex enemies without Batman's toolkit? Yeah. That's really cool. I mean it's kinda hard. But yeah, that's I was also say, really cool. You have to realize that to you that's really cool. To me, who plays Skyrim in God mode all the time, <laughs> like <laughs> True. I mean, it's it's called a challenge mode for a reason. Yeah. But like, there was there was one right right when Arkham City was released where you could do that as Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn had like her own like set of abilities or whatever. But like, you could do that from the beginning of the game. Like, it was a thing you bought the game, and there was an additional like ten dollars for like a challenge map pack that included like Harley Quinn and I think like uh, Nightwing and like maybe one other person. Yeah. And I was like, but fucking why though? Why if you're gonna put that in there on the day the game was released? Why not just put that in the game? Yeah. And so, like, I'm totally fine with, like, expansions or, like, other things that come out, like, months or years down the line that revitalize the game. Totally cool with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Like, additional story content. Yeah. But if you're going to put that in there, you should put it in the fucking game. Exactly. Like, that's what I don't get. And I know that part of it, like, a lot of people's main, um, main, I guess, point in, re in regards to why game companies are doing things like this nowadays is because games are too expensive to make. And while I, to a, to a degree, understand that, the games are much more expensive to make now than they were like 10, 15 years ago, sure. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. 
But I think the solution to that actually isn't to sell me a bunch of like parts of the game separately. I think it's just to make the the base game like more expensive. Like I, I would have no problem buying an eighty dollar game if it had all the things that I wouldn't have to pay for later. Yeah. Like I don't want to buy a sixty dollar game with a twenty dollar season pass. I would rather just buy the eighty dollar game, game and then be done with it. But whatever. That that's me. No, that, that's, that's me. No, it's fine. And I mean, the thing here's here's my thing. You're talking about how expensive it is to make video games. Okay. Well, I feel like profits would be better if everyone wasn't making the same goddamn video game. Okay? <laughs> Part of the reason I got so excited for We Happy Few when I saw the trailer for that is, holy shit, totally different. I have not seen this game. I need it. Now, that was just my opinion of it. I would not seen that. Right. Meanwhile, people are like, hey, did you know Fortnite has a mobile game? Fuck off. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care about Fortnite. I don't care about PUBG. I don't care about any of these battle royales that are coming out. I don't care. We Happy Few looks crazy amazing um part of the reason that i really liked monster prom which you guys should be seeing anytime now on our let's play channel is i haven't seen anything like that reason i mean we've played yog it was from the same yeah. uh makers of yog but still well, like, a even, different even the concept is still very different even exactly. though the gameplay itself is kind of similar and that's one of the things that i really like about steam I know that it's kind of different because it's a it's a computer game and you can't necessarily play multiplayer unless you guys are all together and it's just it's kind of a hassle sometimes. But Steam for me has really different games and they're oftentimes cheaper than a, a regular video game. Like Monster Problems, like twelve dollars, um, but they make really creative games that I wouldn't mind paying forty dollars for because they're new. I'm done paying $60, $70, $80, depending on, you know, what game. And I'm definitely not buying a $400 bundle pack. Like, I don't give a fuck about your games enough to buy a $400 bundle pack for anything, okay? Right. I'm obsessed with Skyrim and Harry Potter. But if there was, like, a Harry Potter game that came out or a Skyrim game that came out, I'm still not paying $400 for a console I already have to be covered in a skin that I don't need to have a controller that has a skin on it that I'm not going to pay attention to. Like... These bundles are re-fucking-diculous to me. And, I mean, if you want to spend that much, go for it. Obviously, the video game industry needs it because these video games are too expensive to make, apparently. But, like, you're not getting that out of me. Get me something different, you and see, I will I pay think, it. I think that that's the majority of the gaming industry, though, is that they, they... Like, I think that especially, like, game console bundles aren't necessarily bad, because those are for the people who don't have the console yeah. and need to buy the console anyway. But, like, if if you have Skyrim, right, and yeah. you have the console you can play Skyrim on, if, like, a new version of Skyrim comes out with a console bundle, obviously that's not for you. No. You won't need that unless for some odd reason you need a new Xbox or whatever you play it on. So, like, sure. Like, I, I don't see anything wrong with the console bundles specifically because they serve a very specific purpose. That's true. But at the same time, I think that, like, collector's editions... Of like games that you can buy that have oh like God. the fucking book and then like the fucking figurines and shit and like extra stuff that you can get for like two hundred dollars. Fuck that. <laughs> Why? Why does anyone need any of that? I can buy the game for sixty or eighty dollars if I want to get all the extra yeah. shit and then get all that other stuff for like ten, fifteen dollars. Way at like cheaper a, a at Comic Con or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'll just wait until there's actually people making good shit for that stuff yes. and then buy it there rather than spending the extra like I don't know. 
$120 to get it from a retailer. Like, fuck that. The only time I have ever paid extra for a game is when all of the mods came out for Skyrim. Uh, We were there the night of the release, and then I paid, like, an extra $20 for, like, this book that's, like, the background of everything in Skyrim and where mods are going to fit in and how to mod if you want to mod your own thing and where to submit it and stuff. And it was, like... Yeah, but that that makes sense, That makes sense, yeah, but it doesn't make sense to me when I've seen... And um, the guys on Hella Average talk about it a lot, about these new releases and the bundles and are you going to get this bundle? And every time I hear the word bundle, I want to puke now because, like, (laughs) who is spending this much money on shit you don't need? at all people are though that's why they keep doing it and that actually is, that's a perfect segue so like uh, you're welcome queen of segways <laughs> so um like uh, talking about all the different like fads that have gone on in video mm-hmm. games we talked about dlc now the next one is loot boxes <sighs> right and i use that term kind of loosely because it means a lot of different things mm-hmm. because i think there is a major difference between Spending money in a game to get a specific thing, and then getting money or spending money in a game to get a chance. Yeah, at a get, specific thing. To get specific things, and I have no problem with your game wanting me to spend two, three, maybe five dollars on this additional like skin or yeah. whatever. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. Sure, is it kind of shitty? Do I feel like I should I should be able to unlock that during gameplay? Totes. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that my $5 is going to this thing, and then I'm done. <laughs> but, like, there's lots of games, Overwatch, for example, where there's lots of really cool skins for the characters, but they're all behind these fucking loot boxes. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think they're called loot boxes because Overwatch was one of the, like biggest name games that was doing it in the most egregious way. Uh, But, like, literally, you... I mean, you earn the loot boxes as you play the game, sure, but you earn loot boxes, not the skins. Exactly. Which only still give you chances Chances. to get the thing you want to get rather than actually just buying the thing. And that's, in my mind, a perfect difference between a game like Overwatch and a game like Warframe. Warframe is a game that a, not a lot of people really... Well, a, a lot of people play it. It's, it's a fucking, like, huge... It's an MMO, uh, or an MMO light, as you want to call it. But, like, the game has a huge player base, but not a lot of people really hear about it often. No. Specifically because it's not a game that markets itself. But, like, Overwatch was fucking everywhere when it was, mm-hmm. when it was released. So, like, even if you didn't play Overwatch, you knew you about knew Overwatch. You knew about it. <laughs> exactly. And that, that and, of course, you know, after it came out, everybody was talking about it because it's a, it's a great game. But, like, Warframe is free. It's a free game. Okay. And in a lot of free games, they have other ways to, like, supplement the game's income. Mm-hmm. That, Which, makes but that makes sense to me. Like, if you don't have a bar for entry, giving me a reason to spend money on things that I would want makes sense. Yeah. A lot of free games do that. That's how they make the majority of their money. Mm-hmm. But in Warframe, when you spend your real money, you spend it on this in-game currency called Platinum, and you use that Platinum to buy things. Like, specific, never, specific no things. loot boxes. Like, and all the, all the different, like, characters that you can unlock in the game are, are Warframes. That, that's the purpose of the game. And, like, all of them have, like, different abilities and whatever. And you can, you can unlock them in the game. Like, you can spend all of your time to gather the materials to make all the different parts of the Warframe, put it all together, and then have it, yeah. which is really fucking cool. Or you can just spend the 5 $7 or sometimes more than that, depending on, like, how powerful the Warframe is or whatever, to just buy it. And you just have it. 
and that's it. Like you're done. You, you don't have to spend any more money if you don't want to. Which There's is not how like, it should be. Exactly. And I'm not saying that just on free games. Every game, if I have to pay for it and I'm still paying for it inside of your game, don't do this chance bullshit. Oh, what's in the box? What's behind curtain number two? Fuck curtain number two. I want to see it. And like another example I have of that was Halo 5. Going back to the Halo series. There was a game after Halo 3? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) A lot of people refuse to believe that, but yeah, it's happening. We're going to get a Halo 6 eventually, so get over it. Um, Halo 5 has this system called Rec Packs, where you spend this in-game currency, um, and you don't buy the in-game currency. You can can just buy the packs directly. Okay. Um, And they give you these things called requisitions. That's why they're called Rec Packs. And they give you, like... Character unlockables, uh, and by that I mean like cosmetic, cosmetic unlockables, like different weapons or whatever, and that's kind of it, along with like vehicles and like other special like power ups and stuff. But they're only like all the weapons and power ups are only usable in a very specific mode. But the normal like multiplayer gameplay uses none of that. What? What is the point of it? Well, it's mostly people I know. People I know use it to unlock like different stuff for like your your spartans like your your characters okay but i think that that's if if you're going to do it if you're going to succumb to the evil (laughs) of the loot boxes i feel like that's a great way to do it because if i'm just playing halo and i'm just going through like the normal multiplayer modes i don't have to worry about any of that bullshit that's true like people who buy all those weapons or all those power-ups i don't have to deal with any of that unless i'm playing that mode Huh, okay. No, no, I'm starting I'm starting to see that now. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, all the time that, like, me and my buddies get on and we play Halo, we only play the normal shit because we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And if we do do the other thing, we do the thing where people are fighting against the computers and we just use that to, like, further our own, like, goals rather than using that against other people. Yeah. Because even, even as you go through that game, you only, like, unlock the ability to use the big, like, weapons and stuff after you've scored enough, like, points for your team. Yeah. So... People who are doing bad don't get to use the big shit anyway. But, like, all the people who, like, spend all the money to get all the weapons and whatnot, if they suck at the game, they still can't use them. They still can't use them. And so I think that 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 is a fair way to go about it. Although I I hate the fact that it's there, and I hate the fact that I have to go through those to unlock the But if you have to choose between a shiny turd and a not shiny turd, you're going to choose the shiny turd. Exactly. Like, I feel like if I have to choose between the evils of the gaming industry, I would rather them be implemented well Mm -hmm. in a way that is not intrusive then play a game like Star Wars Battlefront, where literally the like the only way to play the game and get better at the game and like go through progressing in the game is buy these fucking loot packs that you don't get enough of in the game and you have to spend money on. And so everybody who's really good at multiplayer just has better shit than you mm-hmm. because they spent more money and it's fucking stupid. It's it, it's already been talked about to death. I don't need to talk about it right now, but it's fucking <laughs> stupid. And now we come to the current state of the gaming industry where the newest cancer is Battle Royale. And I just really wish that like companies didn't care as much about money when they make these games. And I'm, I know that you know your your company, you have to make money, sure. Yeah. But I just wish that companies cared more about good gaming. Good gaming. Yeah. And let that fuel the money that they make, like Nintendo, rather than jumping onto the latest trends and trying to make your money that way. Yep. Instead of trying to innovate yourself. 
Well, I mean, you got to think about it. One of my favorite game developers is Bethesda, okay? And I like it because I'm a huge fan of Fallout and I'm a huge fan of Skyrim, okay? Right. Both made by Bethesda. But they found their niche and that's where they stay. They know what they're good at. They're good at open world stuff. The funny thing is, is there's a joke that they never finish it because it's usually glitchy. But it's, they do their thing, okay? And it, they do their thing enough to where I like you. You're good, okay? But if Bethesda were to look at me and say, we're creating a battle royale, I would be like, fuck off, Bethesda. Like, and that's what I heard that Fallout 76, 76 is going to be. Or not, not entirely, but it's going to have a battle royale aspect to it. And literally, I just sat there and stared off into the distance. And Jesse's like, you're, you, are you okay? I was like, don't, don't speak. Don't talk right now. <laughs> don't speak. Mama needs time to process this. <laughs> I've been betrayed by someone I thought I loved. <laughs> and I just, I'm really, I'm really over it. And the thing is, is like the battle royale has been fucked to death at this point. Like why are people still releasing it? I just. Well, here's the thing. Like in, in regards to actual like battle royale content, there's only like three or four actual battle royale games, two of which are like kind of the biggest. Mm -hmm. One of which is winning right Fortnite. now, Fortnite. But like, and I, I got a whole separate rant on Fortnite that I may or may not get to today. But um, my biggest, uh, my biggest concern is that after after seeing the success of PUBG and then its its, its successor, Fortnite, I knew that everybody. Mm -hmm. was going to do it because that's what everybody was talking about. And while as on on one hand I do kind of understand that like trends are important to follow because that's what people want, but I think that there are ways to introduce those things without it being intrusive. Mm -hmm. Like my biggest problem is that now everything has a battle royale mode and if like even if they were, like, PUBG and Fortnite were, like, half as successful as they were, we kn I knew that at least one or two other companies were going to at least try to jump on the bandwagon. But because they're so successful and because they, they're still, at this point in time, flying off of store shelves, like, they're trying to cash in on all the people who want more Battle Royale. Yeah. And uh, the market's going to get saturated, it's going to die, and then it's going to be worthless. Like, I have no idea why anybody at Naughty Dog decided that spending time investing in a Last of Us multiplayer mode was ever worth it. And I bet if you, if, if I talk to one of them right now and I look back on it, I bet they would tell me, like, it wasn't. We, we shouldn't have done that. Like, that was probably a waste of our resources mm -hmm. when we could have added more to the single player campaign with the resources we spent to make this multiplayer mode. Yes. But, like, that's, that's what they did because they were following trends. And that's one of the reasons why... To literally the ends of the earth until they prove themselves to be otherwise, I will always consider Nintendo to be the best gaming publisher, developer, literally anything ever because they care more about the games that they make than the money that they're making off of them. Yes. And that's been proven time and time again, like through lots of different things. Literally, the president of Nintendo... Like, after the not success of the Wii U, mm -hmm. like, took a ha like a cut of half of his entire, like, paycheck, like, his annual income to give back to the company. That's wow. the thing. That ha Look it up. It happened. 
Like, the president of Nintendo was so bothered by the fact that this thing, this thing he thought was going to do very well didn't. He was like, no, I'm going to invest my money back, back into, into this company. company and make it better. Wow. Because that's what we need to do. No, that's, that is a good president that's right there. That's yeah. That is. Like, that, I bet he's a buff. Well, he's dead now, but... I bet he was a buff. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's, that's the kind of shit I think is, is phenomenal. And I think that, that that's why I hold Nintendo kind of on this, like, pedestal as what, what is always going to be a giant in the gaming industry. Even if they're not always winning the console war, I guess. Like, they will always be the, the people who care more about the games that they make than the money that those games make. For example, look at all the hype surrounding Smash Ultimate oh. and all the things that they're doing, right? Yeah. No other game does that. Nope. No other people who develop games choose to spend that much time and effort making an experience that people want in that way. For example, Breath of the Wild. Oh like the my new God. Zelda game. Like yes. nobody saw that shit coming. And and they even like opened themselves up to like the open world formula, but they did it in their own way. It was like, beautifully they done. Even, they they innovated the open world genre rather than just doing what everybody else did. Yeah. That that speaks volumes to me. And I wish other game companies had more sense to do the same because we as consumers would have better game products and would have reasons to spend more money. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Do you want my money or not? <laughs> so, because I, we still have time in this episode, yeah. let, let me talk to you about why I hate Fortnite. And why, why everyone think, why should hate Fortnite. <laughs> well, no, I don't think everyone should hate it. I don't think there's anything wrong with Battle Royale. I think that it should continue to be a niche rather than a thing that's literally taking over the gaming industry. Yeah. Just like everything else is kind of a niche. Like, not a lot of people, like, exclusively play racing games. Not, yeah. not a lot of people play exclusively sports games. Those are niches. Yeah. I think that, that this genre should be like all the other genres. Should be for the people who like it and maybe be, be messed with if there's a reason to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening right now. It's, it's a trend, which means it's going to die. Like Guitar Hero. We saw Guitar Hero literally take over the yeah. gaming industry. Everybody made a Guitar Hero game. Guitar there are no Hero, more Guitar Rock Hero Band, games. whatever. And you know, the funny thing about it is, at this point, because no one's making them, I will still play the old Guitar Heroes. Like, I have a Wii just to play Guitar Hero on, because when I'm feeling nostalgic, Let's go. Like, I can do this. But it died. Yeah. That's exactly that what's... Oversaturation of the market is literally what killed video games back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, have you heard of that? The no. gaming crash? Let me learn you something real oh, quick. Oh, my Lord. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard of, like, systems like the Atari. Yeah. And, like, the Megavox. Mm -hmm. And, like, all the other, like, older things before basically the NES, before right? Before I was born. <laughs> basically. Like, gaming was a really... It was still kind of a niche thing. Because, like, nobody really knew about it. It was kind of a new thing. Mm -hmm. But, like... People wanted new home entertainment. So when it came out and it had games that were interesting, everybody was buying that shit. Yeah. But because games were much more simple, they were incredibly easy to make. So then everybody started making really, really shitty games. <laughs> and people at that time, there wasn't like internet. Like people spoke with their wallets. Yeah. So if a game came out that everybody thought it was shitty, they just didn't buy it. Because why would you? Yeah. Like why would you, why would you do that? And so the gaming industry almost died because nobody was buying games because all the games were shitty. <laughs> and so then in came Nintendo 
Oh, God bless Nintendo. <laughs> with, Our Lord and Savior video this console games. console was like, hey, maybe we can try something different than all these other people did. Maybe we can make all these games that people really like. And then the gaming industry, liter- like it literally almost single-handedly revitalized the gaming industry. And then after people realized that gaming was something that people still wanted, we just didn't have good games yeah. before. Like all, all of the older, like this is why a lot of people say that like the older games are better because back in that day, your game had to be good or it wasn't bought. Yeah. Because people didn't buy bad games back in that day because bad games is what almost killed the gaming industry. So you had to put a lot of time and effort into the game that you made because otherwise it wouldn't sell exactly. and you wouldn't make money. That was just how Bottom that Bottom line, yeah. Exactly. But now people have become complacent because gaming is mainstream now. Just like how a lot of people listen to fucking mumble rap because... What? It's a, it's a thing. Like, a lot of people listen to that shit because they don't care. Like, the, the, that industry has also become complacent to some degree. And so people can get away with just not actually making good music and it takes away from the people who are literally attempting to use the medium for something important and they get passed on by all these people like on on top of like a really fucking sick beat and that's the only thing people care about tangent so i got to go see macklemore and kesha in concert a couple weeks ago fantastic good best thing i've ever seen in my entire life macklemore is amazing just he's just amazing and like he explained the meaning behind a lot of his songs but like if you haven't seen the music video for glorious he's like i wrote this for my grandma the music video is literally him going over to his grandma's house on her birthday and being like today is all about you whatever you want to do and like they just go around town together they go to a thrift shop of course um i'm, I'm pretty sure they rob somebody like <laughs> if, if i can recall i mean obviously that wouldn't really happen but like they did he did this whole video with his grandma and you're telling me right now that you would rather listen to somebody mumble than listen to a guy that's literally telling you family should come above everything else in the middle of his concert middle smack dab middle he's like i know you guys are getting hype but i need to do this and he did this spoken word poetry rap basically about getting clean and i never knew that macklemore had an issue with drugs but he's like i literally do that to remind myself of where i came from because if i hadn't gotten clean i wouldn't be here today and that is the kind i mean i know it's still like a tangent right now but like that i feel like that should be able yeah and that should you need to do something along those lines in video games and i'm not saying you need to make a video game about recovering from acid or something i'm just saying like do something that has a story. Part of the reason I don't like Battle Royales, I didn't like PUBG, I don't like Fortnite or whatever, is because all of a sudden you just get in a thing and you have to stay inside of a purple circle and you just shoot people. Great, okay? But, like, why should I care? Why, what's yes! Happening right now? Give me something to latch on to! So, you know what's really funny? What? I, I would say that something like that has happened in the gaming industry very recently, the most recent God of War game. Oh my god. It, it took all the things that were currently it, it was it literally we're still in the middle of the battle battle royale craze like there's still lots of multiplayer games mm-hmm. going on right now but God of War came out and said no. Hey, people but what still if we did this? really want these like narrative driven single player experiences that are really yes. deep and rewarding and it fucking it revitalized the PS4. Oh. Like literally, literally so many more people bought PS4s like that I know of we just to it. fucking play God of War we really did because it was that good 
And like, there's there's a running joke between us and Hella Average that like Xbox is superior, no PS4 is superior, and then like we just joke about that kind of stuff all the time. And I told him that I wouldn't ever be caught dead with a PS4. And then God of War came out, and I was like, oh shit, I really want a PS4. <laughs> oh, I need one, <laughs> but I didn't. I withheld. But now I still haven't played God of War, so like, who's really losing here? Right. But like, I think that I think that that is happening. I, I do believe that there are there are developers. Yeah that see all these things happening are like, no, we're going to do the thing that we know we can do well, we're gonna get that ahead we of know the game people too. work. And like, I feel like this, this is what people I want. respect companies that do that too, that aren't just jumping on the bandwagon because when I see that time after time, all I can think of is all you want is my money. And granted, you're a business. That's what you want is money. But I want somebody that cares about their gamers, that's listening and that's saying, hey, I'm not just following this trend on the market. I know that this is what you guys are, have been asking for. So with God of War, okay, we had that first God of War. We're going to take the things that were great about it and we're going to expand on it and give you something even greater. And I know it's not the trend right now, but we're taking a risk because we really feel like you guys would enjoy it and it's not just about money. And I respect the shit out of that. I do too. So I'm, I just, I'm really tired of hearing, literally there's a couple people that I work with. Oh, you play video games? Do you play Fortnite mobile? No, I don't play fucking or PUBG Mobile or whatever the fuck that. No, I don't. Or uh, one person asked me, "Oh, you play Harry Potter? That's great. Do you play PUBG Mobile?" No, no, I don't. <laughs> so I've had lots of conversations about video games with people at work, and I come across that same thing. Like, oh, you have a Let's Play channel? Do you play Fortnite? Oh, no, um, we love my cousin Jamie. We do. But on several of our episodes on the Let's Play channel, his only comment is, "Megan, play Fortnite." Jamie, I will play Fortnite when I'm dead. <laughs> so, going back to Fortnite, because that was the point that I was about yeah. to make. Um, so, it's, it's a lace craze. It's, like, huge. It's everywhere right now. Um, but the reason why I hate Fortnite isn't actually because of, like, Fortnite's Battle Royale. What most people don't know is that Fortnite, the game, was actually supposed to be something very, very different. Like... Have you heard of the Horde mode in Gears of War? Yeah. Like where you kind of just like, with a team of people, fight against like things that are trying to basically come at you in massive numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Originally, Fortnite Save the World was the name of the game originally. Yeah, right? You didn't know about that because most people don't. So Fortnite Save the World was basically a huge extension of like the Gears of War Horde mode made by the same people who made Gears of War. So this is like a game where... Like, you have a bunch of different, like, types of classes, and instead of, like, just holding a spot with, like, weapons and shit, you can, like, legit build, like, bases and defenses and all this other stuff to stop all the shit coming from this purple storm that you've never seen, like, coming (laughs) to kill you and, like, take away all your stuff. So, like, that was supposed to be its own thing, but, like, the people at Epic Games saw the success of PUBG and were like, hey, we have the assets to do that. Let's just do that. Oh, bad decision. And since then, since then, you've seen, like, if you, if you pay attention to, like, what's actually happening in, in Fortnite Save the World, you've come to find that almost all the team that was working on Fortnite Save the World had been reallocated to do stuff for Fortnite Battle Royale. Yeah. And Fortnite Save the World is almost, I think, I think they're considering canceling it. Even though it was a game that has been announced and, like, shown at, like, E3 and stuff for about... Seven years now. 
I'd like to know what it would look like, to be honest. I really would I, too. I, I would really like to see that instead of what, what we got. And don't be wrong, they're making crazy money. Like if, if you ask anybody that I know of, which is better, PUBG or Fortnite, they're going to say Fortnite. Yeah. So like obviously it wasn't the worst decision they could have made. I just, I'm really tired of hearing about it. But like that's the thing. Okay. Like that's, that's, that's my issue with Fortnite is because like I wish Fortnite Save the World had been completed. Yeah. And then afterward, they released, like, the free add-on that was the Battle Royale. Yes! I would have been totally fine with that. I would have been like, you know what? I'm with you, Epic. Like, fine. You've made your thing. Let's hop on that bandwagon and see what happens with your Fortnite assets. Yeah. But, like, literally, they stopped development of Fortnite Save the World and said, we're going to make it. We're, we're going to make Fortnite Battle Royale. Because we see, we see PUBG's doing really good. So we're going to do that except add our Fortnite mechanics. Okay, but that's just like every other company being like, oh, well, Bethesda made Skyrim. Let's... Everyone should just make a Skyrim, but I'm going to call it Rom's Guy or something. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like, don't, I, I don't want other people to be like, oh, that company's doing good. I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. And I mean, I get it that you need to strive, but like, if you're doing the exact same thing that another company or another game is doing, I just see you as a copycat. I don't see you as an individual. I don't see you as anybody that I want to spend my money on because you're not giving me any ideas. You're not giving me anything new. Right. So, I, I mean... You know what? The people that make Fortnite are making a bunch more money than I am. Like, I can't fault them for making that <laughs> so money. They're obviously doing something right if, if people are giving them that much money. I know, but, like, but. I don't want to hear about any other companies doing a Battle Royale. It, you're beating a dead horse. I've already heard about it. That is not an individual idea, and I don't respect you for doing it. Yeah. Give me something new. And I think that we're going to see the same thing we saw with the rhythm games like Guitar Hero. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see like one or two of them that were really successful. We're gonna see a lot of people jump on that bandwagon. We're gonna see a lot of things that try to make it different, but because there are so many of them, nobody plays any of them. Mm -hmm. And instead of it being a niche like racing or horror games or something like that, it's just gonna die. It's just gonna die. Bye. I think that it has like a solid place in like the multiplayer sphere. Cause I mean it's a really good multiplayer game still. I mean yeah. I've played it as much as I hate to admit that. I have played both Fortnite and PUBG. I personally believe that Fort or PUBNight, PUBNight. PUBNight. Basically, we're just going to call them the same thing. Uh, I personally believe that PUBG is a bit more enjoyable in my mm -hmm. personal opinion, but I see why Fortnite appeals to more people. It's a bit more cartoony. There's a lot more in regards to like making your own terrain because you can build stuff. The weapons are a bit more wackier. Uh, like it appeals to a more broad audience, whereas PUBG is like... If you like realistic shooters, then you're more apt to see PUBG as something that's like in there. Like the difference between like Halo and Call of Duty yeah. in my mind. Like Halo's a bit more fantastical. It takes longer to kill people. Mm -hmm. Like and Call of Duty is more like you're Yeah. Done. Like yeah. I shoot at you a couple times. This and is you how die. guns work. <laughs> Basically. So I say all that to say, um, there are definitely some major problems in the gaming industry and I, I absolutely love I forget I think it's Santa Monica Studios the people who made the new God of War I, I love them for doing what they do and I know now through them that there are developers that are like hey we know what's going on and we don't want anything to do with that other uh -huh. than Nintendo the gods yeah <laughs> so our like, like I have faith that as time progresses we will kind of have a like a return to form but we really need to stop these trends. Mm -hmm. We really do. And I think at the same time, a lot of the things that's going to stop these trends is if we change both our spending habits on these games that 
shouldn't be making money because they're doing all these things we don't like, or if companies just sold us $80 games with like all the shit in them instead of like spend an extra month to get all the things you want in your game in your game it doesn't have to be in a very particular release window Mm -hmm. if people are hype enough about your game yes it doesn't matter when it comes out oh yeah it can come out two months after Christmas and still gonna sell like it came out on fucking Christmas (laughs) like I can't tell you the number of people I already know who are going to get the new Smash yeah and we're still like months away from it mm-hmm. and even then if it got delayed by like two or three months they wouldn't care no because they want the smash yes, game that they're they gonna want. be they're gonna be disappointed but they're gonna be like no it's okay they would never let me down i'm still hype i'm still on the train like i'm i'm fine when a game gets delayed because it means that the game that was going to be released isn't the game that they wanted to make yeah and i i respect that follow more your than anything else that you can do when you release a game because what i hate is when games have to be released with like four or five gigabyte update patches uh-huh. on the first day because then then you means it wasn't finished well, and like a bunch of other shit that happens and I'm like fucking why did you release it now then well that's well the joke about Bethesda is you know I love them but I actually once again I, I think I've mentioned Hella Average like five times in this episode but I heard it on one of their episodes where he Shameless, found yeah not self promotion no it's not it's not even intentional <laughs> promotion like not even but I heard it on their podcast where he's found something online that was just like uh, Fallout 76 I haven't even finished Fallout 4 and someone responded neither did Bethesda <laughs> like <laughs> that's great just because they're kind of known for being real fucking glitchy but like at the same time like I respect them for doing something that I see as different Bethesda knows what their niche is up until their announcement about the battle royale I thought they did at least um, and they for the most part tried to stick to that area Nintendo knows what it's good at it sticks to its area these battle royales I just find it stick to it I will respect you more for giving me good content than jumping on a bandwagon and it's the same thing I feel like with people like I 100% I'm not a Colts fan I live in Indiana that's great I should be I don't care okay I don't think you have to be a fan of whatever team is from the area that you live in but here's what I what I hate is when the Colts have gone to the Super Bowl People expect me, oh my god, aren't you so fucking hype? Isn't this the best team ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the Super Bowl, yeah. Good yeah, it, good job. I mean, it means they're doing something right. But, but but literally, like, three weeks earlier, I saw them rooting for the fucking, like, Eagles. Like, right. you're jumping on a bandwagon because you think, oh, I have to. I have to get hype for this. Like, I don't respect you for that. Like, when Steelers don't make it to the Super Bowl, I cry. Like, I want them to go. Steelers are my team. Like, I'm... Just own it. Own the fact that you're who you are, and the same thing for video games. Like, own what you do own, well own, own and listen you to and your fan base, not to money trends. That that's our that's that is our rant today for the gaming industry. I know none of you will probably listen to this. No, all of them are listening to this. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, all of them. All of them. Every all, single every one single of one of them. And like, I don't mean any of this to be like. Uh, like I hate you video games it's more or less like a as someone who loves video games as much as I do I want this to be the best industry because Mm -hmm. I do believe that it has a lot more to offer than like film or literature or there's like so many things that a video game does that hits so many more buttons than like watching a movie or like reading a book or like all these other things because the, the interactivity piece is something that no other medium can give you and that's one of the things that I love 
about video games. Like it, that doesn't exist anywhere else. And that's why I love it as much as I do. Yeah. I just want them to be as good as they can be. And well, because you're going to spend all a lot of not all of it. You're going to spend a lot of your I'm, time. I'm spending all of my time. All of my time. Let's a lot of your real. time, your money, your you know, your that's how you're choosing to spend your free time. And if that's how you're choosing to do it, you want to get the best experience that you can. Because otherwise, why are you wasting your time? That well, that's also true. That that's also true. So I guess at the same time, this is also selfishly as a consumer, I would like <laughs> the best product possible. But I, I do believe that as a whole, like. The gaming industry should not stick to the things that they know because otherwise no one would ever innovate. That's true. But, like, don't always be so quick to... Jump on a trend. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to do all these trends because we, we've seen time and time again where that ends up. Mm-hmm. Like, things don't last because they can't. Do you think that secretly everyone's following this trend because everyone secretly hates battle royales and they were like, this is going to be a one-time thing. We're going to make lots of money. It's going to die. Don't worry. We're going to get rid of it. I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe some boardroom executive has the thought that like we need to kill this it's now. It's the Nintendo president. Okay? <laughs> They're secretly killing everyone. They're like, we're not taking part of it. We're just controlling all of the media and we're like, oh, push this real hard. Yeah, we support you. Uh-huh. So then, so then that way it gets huge, it gets big, and then everybody does it and then it all dies. And, and then Nintendo, Nintendo swoops sit. back in and they're like, hey, hey we're guys, here. look at what we do that's different oh. than everybody else. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could be a giant conspiracy. That's like the best conspiracy ever, though. <laughs> I'm not Nintendo even upset about it. the gaming industry. Yeah, I mean, so it's much per- so that like they... Even if they're not always doing the best, they're always going to be on top. I mean, it would be one of, like, you know how you've heard conspiracy theories and you're like, if any conspiracy theory was true, it'd be that one right there. That's the one I would want to be true, is that Nintendo was, like, secretly controlling everything and no one even knew about it. I mean, given the fact that a lot of these, a lot of these, like, things are created in, like, these boardrooms and stuff, and, like, all of these, like, business deals happen above everybody else's heads, like... I don't know, maybe. You know, they're just sitting down in a boardroom one day, like, you've seen Chicken Run, right? (laughs) Hey, guys! (laughs) Talking about beating a dead horse. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, I think... I think I think we can call it there. Yes. I, I, I said that, that that's a yes. that's a fairly good that's a fairly good bit of content. So <laughs> either way, thanks for listening to to my our our thoughts <laughs> about the gaming industry and what what they can do to make more money. Because I personally think that like getting getting a better product and listening to your fan base in regards to what they want from that product is a better way to make money True. than to jump on all the bandwagons as we've as, as we've we've discussed so if any of you are listening i hope some of you are at least <laughs> um thank you for for those of you who are choosing to stay true to yourself santa monica studios go you nintendo go you you'll always be the greats also uh, thanks for not um copyright infringement any of the videos that we've put up like the funny thing is, is smaller studios have been like, no, we don't, we're not allowed to get monetization for this. Like, we don't want that. Nintendo has approved all of the videos that we've done that are Nintendo. And everyone has always said, no, Nintendo's a real stickler about their video games or whatever. Really? And I get notifications on YouTube all the time that's like, Nintendo approved this for monetization. Nintendo approved this for monetization. And that's like, yeah. great. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, Good job, Nintendo. God bless Nintendo. <laughs> now, now you're even more the greats. So that's been us here at Let's Play Tonight. It's your boy, Josh. (laughs) And it's Megan for the subject. (laughs)
I said let's you win said it. Let's win God it again. damn it! I'm. Am I drunk? I feel like I'm drunk. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. All right, I've got an idea for next episode. What is it? So you've seen Chicken Run, right? <laughs> Fuck out. <laughs>